Welcome to Coffee and Commerce, the podcast where you'll hear me, Sarah Jones, have conversations with real-life e-commerce business owners. People who have a story to share about how they set up and how they run their online stores. Normal people. People like you and me. Let's dive in. Today I'm joined by James Falconer from Vive Ute Vivas. Vive Ute Vivas is a clothing brand founded in 2020 in Abergavenny, South Wales. The name is Latin and translates to live that you may live, basically meaning live without fear or consequences, live as if you'll live forever. It's influenced by family heritage and a positive message of enjoying life. Hello, James. Hi. Just tell us a little bit more about you. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, I basically started in 2020, like you said. I used to work for a, not not a big clothing company, but it was around for 10 years, headed by a celebrity as well. And I started there as part-time sales assistant and I finished there as a manager. So I got made redundant from that eventually after eight years. And I learned so much there that I just thought, well, Maybe I'd go try and do my own thing. It was a bit of a, it kind of came out of nowhere because I got a, a pub job straight away afterwards. And I was kind of just sort of knocking around for a bit, not really knowing what to do or what to take as my next step. And originally wanted to open a store with all the brands that I like, selling things. I didn't know whether to start in Abergavenny or Cardiff because the brand I worked for was in Cardiff. So I wasn't entirely sure what to really do with myself. And then with the current climate and the way that, stores are shut in left, right and center. I thought it's not really feasible to, to mm. open shop. So I was like, right, gonna put an X through that one. Next thing was try my own brand. And it took me a while to to come up with the name. I had a Spotify list full of songs that I was going through and crossing them out and being like, I'm any good. A couple of them I really liked and I still liked. And I look back at them now and then and think, oh, I quite quite like that one. But but yeah, came up with came up with this through family family heritage, a bit of research on that. And found that the Faulkner clan was a Scottish clan in the Highlands. And they had Vivuti Vivas as their family motto. So I was like, great. I'll, That'll do. Yeah, I'll have that. They had the family <laughs> tartan and everything. So I was like, right, so I'm gonna have that as well. <laughs> so, nice. Not ripping off my own family, but you know that's it's my family. So, yeah. But that's kind of what what I did, how it started, and and uh, here we are eventually. And I guess as it turns out, because of lockdown, and it was obviously the right choice to make to do to go that way rather than open a. Because was this you say in, in 2020? I presume it was at the beginning of 2020, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I got made. I got made redundant in April 2019. Mm. Um, so I had, I think it wasn't until like sort of the summer in 2019, which I came up with the name and the idea, and then got it. I worked like I worked with a brand agency as well called Pros and Cons. Mm. Spoke to them about it. They were like, "Yeah, great." And then it went on hold for a little bit over the Christmas of, of, eight, of 2019, and then yeah, 2020, we were ready to go. At, we were like, cool, everything's sorted, we're ready to go. We came up with a plan and then lockdown hit. And we were like, ah, okay. So we sat waiting for a few weeks, not sure what to do. And then we were like, do you know what? Let's just release it. We read the online sales were through the roof and we were like, well, what better time to release it than that? So, so, so what was the, what was that process for you? you obviously, I, I know because James does know my daughter, Meg, which is how I heard about James and, and the the clothing brand and I know you kind of built up a, a good Instagram following and things but so how when you came to when you just sort of 
woke up that morning and said, right, come on, let's go for it. Let's do it. What was that process for you? How did you get it out there? How did you get the message out so that people knew who you were and where you were? Yeah, to begin with, it was a lot of talking to people. To begin with, with my pub job, I was on the bar and I was talking to a lot of people and people that I trusted, that, uh, a lot of friends that I knew and people that I didn't know. And I would show them little designs on my phone to explain the name, explain where it came from, what it means. And they were like, yeah, it's really cool. I'd show them a jumper and be like, what do you think of this? And they'd be like, I, I love it, I'd wear that. And I thought, well, maybe I'm actually onto something. So I kind yeah. of kept using the pub as a bit of a focus group, really, in terms of like getting feedback of people. I got my first samples in and I took them to the pub and was showing people in the flesh. And they were like, I love it. When, when they're coming out, when can I buy it? And I thought, great, this is, this is really good. So I kept, I did that sort of, uh, that was, that was sort of autumn, winter 2019. So it was a bit more sort of like around the September-ish time before Christmas, before 2019 Christmas. So I was kind of like knowing fully, fully well that I'm not going to launch for another half a year or so on. And uh, yeah, people people started people started like asking me about it off their own backs. Then they would come back into the pub, be having a drink on the bar, and they'd be asking me about it and saying, "No, have you got anything out yet? Can I buy anything yet?" And so on. So I kind of built up like a little local following around Abergavenny, even though I'd been here all all my life. I didn't really, I knew a lot of people, but there was I go into the pub, and there was still a lot of people I didn't know. Yeah. Now, now obviously, working in the pub, you go in and you know ninety eight percent of people in there. So. <laughs> That kind of helped a lot, pushing it to local people. And the support was amazing from the start, well, right until now. So I was using that, like I say, as a bit of a focus group. And then I started up the Instagrams, the Facebook, Twitter, and so on, after a few meetings with pros and cons. And and we, I was just doing little sort of teasing posts and little snippets. Mm. The, the odd sample that we had, I'd lay it out and just take a close-up photo so you weren't seeing the entire product and little things like that. Luckily, in my old job, we used to... There was 12 stores in my old job and I had the Cardiff... I was managing Cardiff branch and each manager was responsible for their own Twitter page. So we kind of got a lot of sort of training kind of... Even if it wasn't meant, we kind of found out what yeah. good to post and what isn't good to post and what works, what doesn't work. So that was kind of like a blessing, really, because when I came to doing my own Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, I knew what worked and what doesn't, and what drives interest and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. So I built up the Instagram following there. Facebook, it's a funny one because Facebook is my most liked page. According to the analytics, it's my the one I get most sales through. Yeah, Instagram is the one that I get the more interaction with. I get the more comments. I get the more likes. I get the more shares. So... Twitter, I get next to nothing. Yeah. So it's those two, but that was the so that was the main thing for me is building up the that and then launching. When I launched, my phone was just going off all day with sales, and I was like, "This is unbelievable! This is amazing!" <laughs> and, and it was it was a good say ninety percent Abergavenny. There was a few because I because when I was working in Cardiff, I got to know quite a few people in Cardiff. So there was a few in that area. My brother lives in Watford. My I've got a massive family up in Yorkshire. So I had cousins and family buying up there. I had my brother in Watford. I had friends in Cardiff all buying, but 90% of it was coming from Cardiff. Uh, sorry, from Abergavenny on the first the first few days. And then slowly it started to reach out to different places, which was good. Yeah. So, yeah, I did use a little bit. I did kind of use the following for my old for my old job to help my old customers. I would message and be like, start my own band. So, so I did kind of try to sort of, I don't know, sort of fish a few. Oh, networking. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Just using your contacts, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. No, That's what's about yeah. Yeah. So you obviously have a website. What, what did you build your website on? Is it 
Shopify or WordPress? Shopify, yeah. Shopify. Shopify. So did you build your own website or did the branding guys do that for you? I did. I started, I built one to begin with, never done one in my life before. And I I built one on the free trial, the two-week free trial that you get. And we hadn't launched yet. It was just like seeing how it all goes and how it all yeah. look, getting an idea. How did you find uh, that? Uh, really, really enjoyable. I loved it. I'd yeah. never done it before. So like, it was a weird sense of like achievement, I guess. And I was, I'd, I'd done, uh, I, I thought it looked great. And I was like, yeah, it was great. And then I sent it to the guys. Uh, I was like, yeah. And they went, oh, yeah, no problem. I'll have a little play around with it. They sent back a way better one. <laughs> I was like, yeah, let's go with yours. Let's go with yours. Yours is much better. So that, so that, that's how it, that's how we, we run, we run the store really. They, they keep all the stock, the pros and cons, the agency, the, they started about, the person must be coming up to about three years ago now. And I'm I'm good, really good friends with one of the lads who started it, Steve. So when I came up with the brand and everything, I messaged him and said, "What do you think about this?" He was like, "Great, yeah, we can we can jump on that and we can make that happen." So that's basically how I got in touch with that brand agency. Yeah. They've, they've looked after me brilliantly. Without them, I wouldn't have known where to start with it. Really, Carl is like the sort of uh, designer and so on. We anything I've got, I send to Carl and Carl will be like, yeah, great. And he'll, well, any, any website ideas I got and he'll go, give me five minutes. And it's like, boom, done. I'm like, because <laughs> I, I, like I say, I, I tried, I started with the first, with the first website, the sort of mock-up and I loved it. I, I was, but then I looked at Carl's, I was like, yeah, you're so much better. <laughs> so, much better. <laughs> so, so a lot, I kind of learning now when to be like, yeah, you guys have when to hand it off so which fulfillment and things like that are you the one that packs the parcels and sends stuff out or Um, do you have somebody else doing that no they they do that they've got an office enough with quite a big space and they 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 hold all stock they pack it and send it i have done some here like we had i opened a shop recently in cardiff a pop-up shop yeah over over christmas and we on the on the day that we went into lockdown on the 19th luckily steve had bought me a lot of stock down and he was about to leave it was about he's about he literally was walking to his car and i've quickly rung him and was like steve we've, we've got a packer we guess we're, we're shut because we, we were only running until new year's uh new year's eve we were yeah. close to stop then so steve came back we had to load up half of his car half of my car so i had half of the stock in Aberdeen. he had half of it in Lufthansa. so over christmas i was sending stuff packing and sending it from from my house in Aber. he was sending half of it from Lufthansa. now we've got it all together in Lufthansa again so it makes it a lot it makes my life a lot easier <laughs> <laughs> well that's i think that's you know that's the, the one of the, the guests i was talking to yesterday actually and she said she she still does all the packing, which sends kind of shampoos and hair products and stuff. And she does all the packing herself. And so it's absolutely exhausting. Yeah. And I think it's something that most people underestimate really the physical aspects of just standing there packing parcels and doing all that stuff all day. Yeah. 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 I haven't really so, got a space for it here either, which which doesn't help. If kind of, yeah. I'm kind of doing it in my bedroom and then I'm getting bombarded with a dog and <laughs> all sorts of wanted, wanted to play with and that's, that's when things thing, get so. missed as well isn't it when you haven't got room and you're trying to struggle okay. in, in, with the space and that kind of thing so yeah it sounds like you've definitely yeah. taken the right approach to have somebody else do that that i guess leaves you free then to do yeah. what you need to do to grow the business so what yeah. are you doing anything different now when it comes to marketing what other avenues are you trying to try and sort of get the name out get your name out there i've, I've recently I've, I've got a lot of with my old job, like I said, it was headed by a celebrity and a music star. And I, well, one of my, my old area manager, he's got a lot of contacts from, he's, he's been at the, he'd been at the brand way since, since like way before I joined. 
he had a load of contacts. We got chatting again. Um, he said, yeah, I'll, I'll send you a load of email addresses for different bands and different places, things like that. So I sent a few products off to a band called the DMAs. I've recently had Alan McGee, who used to own Creation Records in the 90s, who signed Oasis and Primal Scream. I've, I've sent I've some pieces to him. And he's been wearing them and putting them on his Instagram. So that's been great. It's just, that's what I'd like to kind of go down the route of is trying to get a few more faces in it and see if, see if that'll help at all. Cause I think that's, that's, uh, you get, well, from, from what I learned in my old job is, is that celebrity had a lot of fans and if he wore something, it, it flew out. So I think that is one massive way of getting the, the brand out there to people that you don't know. Yeah. People overseas, yeah. people the other the country and things like that, because they all follow the same person. So I think that's kind of I'd like to try and find a few more faces that I can recognize faces that I can get them get them wearing it. Alan, Alan McGee was a great one and he was he was brilliant for doing it. That was that was he didn't have to, but it was great. He was he always likes to help out younger brand uh, bands and things like that. So yeah. I thought I'll try my clothing brand and he was like, Yeah, definitely. So Little things like that at the moment. I've done one podcast before. I've done newspaper interview, that sort of thing. So I'd done a Cardiff Life when I had the Storm Cardiff. I had a Cardiff Life interview in there as well. So it's just trying to get it out there. The the the, the thing with the Cardiff store as well, that was more than anything, that was a massive marketing attempt, I guess, because from the start, I I agreed that if if it, if we break even, it's a success. Over Christmas time, I thought I'm bound to take money because people will be out shopping, especially come the end of the fire break lockdown in Wales. Yeah. We I, I launched shortly after that. So I think people were, were hungry to get out and shop and spend money. So I was like, right, if I can break even, then it was in the heart of Cardiff as well. There's a lot of footfall back and forth. So I was like, right, if I can break even, I got a good deal on the rent, then it's a success. Because the main thing was people recognizing the logo in the window or from the hanging sign and then maybe seeing the Facebook advert, even if they weren't coming in and buying, it was all yeah. about recognizing it. So if they see that and then get hit with a Facebook advert, they might go, oh, that's that brand I saw in town. And people were coming in and asking about it as well, which was which was great. Because then when people come in and ask you about something you've created, you can talk all day about it. So 100%, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was, that was and as it, as it happened, we that was a massive success. We, we, we were way over even breaking even. So that, that was a really good risk worth taking that, that shot, which we did. I did have a bit of a wobble like the day, the day or two before we had to set it up. And we were driving back from Cardiff and it's me and my girlfriend in the car. And I was like, what have I done? <laughs> I was like, well, I could put all this stock and like put all this put all this money into this, and it's we could make nothing. But but we opened the week of Black Friday weekend, which was a massive help as well. As you can imagine people yeah. out people out for a bargain, and and so that was a big that was a good marketing thing. And I've noticed on Shopify actually, you, you get a few more getting a few more orders from the Cardiff area from all that sort of the the yeah. the, the values area and all that people come to Cardiff for shopping and. So that I think was a really good move so far. <laughs> I take it. Will you do that again? Then do you think another pop up shop? Maybe when things start opening. Yeah, up again? I'd love to. I toyed with the idea of. I, it was funnily enough. It was in. It was in the arcade. It was in Morgan Arcade in Cardiff, where right next door to the shop I used to manage. So <laughs> I knew. I knew the arcade staff. I knew all the other shop staff. I knew. I, I knew all the customers that walked back and through there. People walking through, them, like waving and being like, "Oh, what are you doing back?" and so on. So they, the arcade, said that they'd love to have me back again once all this is over. I'd love to, but I would definitely only do a pop up. I wouldn't do 
I wouldn't commit to to a long term lease at the moment, especially like I say, with the way things are going in the high street. You see massive chains that are going under, and you think, well, oh, it's, it's quite frightening, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, you think if they're going, what luck of independence, yeah. really? So it's up in the air. It is something that I've, I've still got in my mind. I'd like to do maybe in the summer. And I thought, I thought what might be a good way of going is every time I do a sale, I could bring out a pop uh, pop up store. Yeah, I mean, you're more like yeah. you get people in, people find out about it. So I thought that could be another market employee come the summer or maybe even next Christmas or depending on, again, restrictions and so on. Mm, well, who knows where we're going to be next Christmas. I mean, yeah. I mean, if somebody's listening to this and thinking, oh, I've never thought about doing a pop-up shop, would you have any words of wisdom for somebody who's maybe thinking about doing it? How would they kind of decide, do you think, whether it would be a good idea for them and how would they go about figuring I, out what to do and how to set it up? I'd say definitely, I would say definitely go and basically research the area. Make sure you know the area that you're going to open in. I luckily had all that eight mm. worth of experience in that very, very arcade. So like I kind of counted on that. If I would also say stick to a budget. I had a budget in my head, which I didn't write down. I didn't really, I didn't really research prices before I went into it. And it's like anything. I went in, opened the shop. Well, didn't open the shop, but got the shop set up. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, I need more hangers. Oh, I need bags. Oh, I need, and all of a sudden the cost starts adding up and adding up. Yeah. And it was a bit over what I wanted to you to start up with. Luckily, it all got covered. But like I say, but I would definitely have a budget, stick to it as much as possible. But at the same time, it, it depends what kind of shop you're going for. But if you're like, I, I was kind of looking for, to go for a kind of high end clothing store. So I didn't want to look like a pop-up i didn't want to look like i've just thrown this together so do it as as high-end and as professionally as you can but also try and stick to your budget i know it's hard it's not easy to do but yeah. there, are, there are ways around it you can buy especially ask people you know doing things like if you need a, a window a window display ask people you know you might have they might have some sort of shelving or that's yeah. going to do it i would say rather because you don't want to buy anything that you can be stuck with for a long time afterwards if it's only ours was a six-week pop-up and i've now got a garage full of three mannequins <laughs> <laughs> paper bags <laughs> all sorts stickers a lot in there so so i mean it's good because if i do another one i can use them again so yeah. but things like that make sure you can use them again if not yeah. try and lend them off someone or just do it as cheaply as possible that would be my sort of but the main thing i would say research area make sure you know you're going to get the footfall yeah, when and we got... and the right people i guess as well isn't it you know there's no point opening up shop that's full of young trendy hip yeah people if you're targeting 50 year old women <laughs> yeah i mean I, I knew i knew from i knew that the arcade had at the end of, it had a lot of independence in it which was going to help me because people you do get like you get the independent shopper and then you get the, mm. the big brand shopper don't you and i thought well people are going to come in people like a new brand they see the logo and think what's that i'll come and have a look but also at the same the great thing about this arcade is they've got brands like fred perry at the front of it so you've got a similar sort of clientele there or the clientele that i want to go for yeah. Starting at the arcade and hopefully walking through and seeing my clothes on the window and thinking, well, they're, you know, they're quite nice as well. But I would definitely say, yeah, research the area. There's no point opening up somewhere that you're not going to get the, the your targeted clientele. And just make sure we went to view the unit and we were asking the arcade manager. He said they were down 51% on footfall that time last year, which was a, a massive worry mm. to begin. And then the following weekend, they had the busiest weekend they've ever had. So it was, it was it was as we came out of lockdown, as we come out of the Welsh lockdown. Yeah. So all of a sudden, it was like, well, actually, yeah, go on and let's do this. Let's, let's. So it's definitely just research and research and research. That's, that's the main thing. Make sure you're opening the right yeah. place. Yeah. Um, so what what do you find? I mean, obviously, running any kind of business is 
is a challenge because there's so many moving parts and there's so many things to do. What what do you find the hardest part from your perspective of actually running the business? I guess trying to keep keep people interested. I knew that people were going to be interested from to begin with. I knew they were going to be like want, wanting to buy and wanting to to rep the brand and so on. It's then sort of trying to keep it fresh and in people's minds. I think you don't want to. What I try to do is I because I, I I'm the same. I mean I'm I'm a serial online shopper. I, I I'm always even if i haven't got any money i'm always browsing through and seeing what's on there and what's coming out but i think we all follow at some point an account or whether it was be an instagram account facebook account or emails even like targeted emails where you get a bit fed up with them you see it two three times a day and you're like so it's kind of like that fine balance between keeping people interested and not overdoing it and Mm -hmm. killing it so that people start unfollowing you or start like getting bored of what you what you're bringing out yeah. Um, I do you do a lot of emails? Because you, you mentioned emails then. Do you do a lot of emails? Do you do, you do work to kind of get people onto your email list to, yeah. so that you can... Yeah, we do. On the website, we do a 10% off when you sign up. The usual thing that most people do, 10% off if you sign up to the email. I then do the emails myself using photos that we've taken on the photo shoots, any graphics that Carl with the pros and cons has come up with. He might mm-hmm. do some graphics and I'll add them to the emails. And I'll do them all through Shopify and send it out um send them out myself i do all the instagram facebook all that myself so it does i do find that quite tough as well because it's trying to come up with new content all the time i don't want to show people the same photo over and over and over and that's quite tough at the moment because of lockdown it's been difficult to try and organize a photo shoot we've just bought these new things out like these zip zip style sweatshirts and i've only been able to sort of get my two friends that are a couple luckily they're a couple so in each other's bubble to have photos wearing them. So we went out outside Linda Vista and I've stayed two meters away <laughs> to take photos. And, and so that's quite difficult at the moment with the whole, because the last thing you want is a police turn up and give you a fine. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. That's not what you need, is it? No. <laughs> so, so, I mean, that's not going to look good on the brand or me, is it? So I thought, well, yeah. get, get, the, get, get the two models that are actually a couple, use them. And then it's just trying to work your way around it, really. It's like, do I go out with another person now, like one person and, and stay two meters and take photos? It's, it's difficult to try and... That's such a challenge, isn't it? Yeah. So it's, that's it, really. That's probably the most difficult thing at the present time. I'm sure there's going to be way more difficult things. <laughs> but at this current time, I'd say that's it's just trying to keep people interested in the amount of content for online um, luckily the guys in Loughborough pros and cons take care of a lot of stuff I rely on them for a lot so in terms of like orders and and sourcing the product and mm-hmm. all sorts like that so luckily that's not really I, all, all I really have to do for that is send an email them a call or or so on and they're like yep yeah, no worries I'll get back to you on that and it's great that's a, that's so valuable to have that kind of backup isn't it yeah and like I say because because I had like a, a friendship relationship with the, with with Steve it makes everything so much easier you would think maybe like harder but it doesn't it makes it it makes it better because you know I trust him for start yeah. and and Joe and Carl who work with him and and yeah I just know you I just know they're good guys I trust them they trust me and we work together pretty well I think yeah, yeah. Yeah. So five years time in your ideal world, where do you want yeah. Viva Te Vivas? I'd love to, to I'd love to have a bit more, a bit bigger of a collection. I kind of started out with a bigger collection than I intended last year. And I've tried, I'm starting to try and sort of slim it down a little bit. I'd like to have a bigger collection. I'd maybe like to have, I don't know. I'd like, I say I'd like to have a store, but it's difficult to say, isn't it? Because it's, I mean, looking at what we're like now, five years down the line, is it going to be even worse? Is there going to be any improvement? But I would definitely love to love to have a flagship store at some point. I presume? Yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, 
as as much as I love Abergavenny, it's just not the footfall, is it? It's not, yeah, uh, yeah. It's not probably Cardiff, yeah, and then work out where I can go from there if if it's val- if it's worth opening other shops and so on. I'd definitely love to sort of have a bit more of a team, maybe. Like obviously, I mean, the brand. I, I am the only staff member of the brand at the moment. Steve and Carl and Joe from Pros and Cons, are obviously their own, yeah, their own brand, and I'm sort of. Uh, we're like hiring them in, in a way so so i'd love to have a team maybe like like i said earlier designer maybe someone to help with the marketing someone along those lines but it's again it's all about having the budget but that's what i'd probably like to have in a few years sounds wonderful i all i can say is wish you every success because i you know meg's got quite a few of your products and they, they look lovely they Thank are you. they really are lovely and it's it's wonderful to see a local somebody local to me and to see somebody sort of started up in what was a challenging time let's be honest yeah, <laughs> yeah. spring 2020 we, we, time to start a business and yet you are succeeding and it's it's inspiring to see that so yeah we did debate we were so close to sort of like saying now nah, let's wait until after lockdown and then luckily <laughs> oh, well <laughs> we didn't because we'd still be waiting, we'll be waiting. <laughs> so but, yeah but yeah we, we took the risk and so far it's working and uh, just hope it continues to yeah, no, I well, I wish you, I do wish you every success. I look forward to seeing that flagship store <laughs> opening up, which will come to the opening, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. If people want to reach out to you or get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Facebook or Instagram is always, always easy. All the handles are Vivute Vivas Limited, so LTD. Okay, well, I'll put links to those in, in the show notes anyway. So, and otherwise, otherwise, there's an email address info at bebootyvivas.com, and that will come straight to my phone, my laptop, everything. So, Fantastic. yeah, that's probably the best way. That's amazing. That's, it's been wonderful listening to your story. And thank you, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me, James. And thank you for having me. Every success. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you would leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help other people to discover the content. Don't forget to subscribe so that you get notified when we publish a new episode.